Welcome to the Mindset for Runners podcast, helping you to access and unlock your true potential as an athlete. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode. I'm really excited about this episode. It was actually born out of an interview that I did with Jay Gaffey. If you haven't listened to the previous interview, definitely put it on your to listen list. The last two episodes, part one and part two, of a fantastic interview. Um, I don't think I've had that many comments and, and emails and messages uh, from a podcast uh, because it was just such a fantastic interview and Jay gave us so much and really insight into her mindset and how she approaches her races and training and life in general. Uh, this is going to be a very vulnerable episode for me, but really what I want to help you with is um, become aware of how you might do anxiety. I have told you before on the on the podcast that I, in the past, have been really affected by a pre-race nerves, pre-race anxiety, to the point of not sleeping the night before the race, which is not really a big deal, but the two or three nights prior to that does start to affect performance, starting to get sick before races and all that kind of stuff. So I've actually, Jay actually said to me, because if you listen to the interview, you realise that Jay doesn't do pre-race anxiety. She's completely cool and amazing in the way she approaches her racing. So she said to me after the interview, can you tell me more about this pre-race anxiety? Because, you know, I really want to know what it's like. So I thought, okay, um, let me lay out how to do it. And I've used that that phrasing um, purposefully because when you can say that pre-race anxiety is something you do, it's not something that happens to you, then you can actually control it, right? Because if something that happens to you, you can't control it. But if, if you think it's a recipe that you put together, a sequence of things that you do that gives you the result um, of pre-race anxiety, then, then you have a chance to do something about it. So I'm going to list all of the things that I either do or have done in the past that give me pre-race anxiety. Um, I'm basically going to just bear my soul here and be completely vulnerable in the attempt to help you maybe identify one or two things that you might do so you can then address them yourself. This is not a comprehensive podcast, a deep dive into pre-race anxiety. There's so much information out there. You can Google it and there's heaps of stuff out there on it. This is my personal account of how Rob does or used to do pre-race anxiety. So um, really, this is just to help you understand and and find your own and hopefully deal with it. Um, Let's go into a bit of a definition of anxiety. Think of it simply as trying to control something that you can't. If you look a little bit deeper, it's, it's imagining a future that you don't want. So a future that brings up fear or something that you don't, a result you don't want, and then focusing on that or even obsessing on it. It's a feeling of powerlessness that you pretty much have no control over the future that you're imagining. It's going to happen that way and you can't do anything to change it. In reality, it's actually good to imagine all the things that can go wrong. But it should be a two-step process where you first imagine all the things that can go wrong and then you individually address them so that they either don't go wrong or so you have a contingency plan in place if that thing actually happens. And that's where that Tim Ferriss fear setting exercise is an excellent one to do uh, to to discover all these things. But to do pre-race anxiety really well, just do step one. So just do all of the things that could go wrong and don't 
do number two. And of course, what I'm starting now is I'm going to teach you how to do pre-race anxiety by giving you the list of things I do. So if you just start listening to the podcast now, what I'm saying is this is how you do it. I am not going to give you strategies in this podcast. I'm not going to give you answers. That will come later. This podcast is purely how to make yourself feel super anxious before a race. So I hope I've made all my disclaimers clear. Let's get into it. So anxiety is a normal human experience. You have to start there. You have to start there and realize that there's nothing wrong with you if you get this stuff happens. It's a normal human emotion. All right. So I'm going to get straight into it now after having all that preamble about how I do it. All right. So there's going to be no order of this stuff. I'm just going to list this stuff down that I do so that you can understand it and um, hopefully become aware of it. All right. Number one, imagine you haven't trained enough. So imagine it's the night before the race or a week before the race and you just imagine, oh my gosh, I haven't done enough for this race. Say it's a long event or an intense event. Just convince yourself that you haven't done enough training. Better still, if you've got so your brain does three things when it's filtering information. It deletes information, it distorts information, and it generalizes information. So if you've got a highly deletable sorry, a brain that deletes a lot of information, just delete all the training that you've done and forget about it. And then imagine that you're going into this race completely green. That's a great way to start. Uh, next one. Uh, just imagine you've completely underprepared or you've left all your preparation to the last minute. So you haven't packed any of your gear, you haven't got anything ready, and it's the night before the race. That's a good way to bring it on. The next thing, imagine you are getting sick. Now, you know what? I'm going to start to change my language around this, and I'm going to actually say it in the first person. So I would imagine I was getting sick. So it would be the night or three nights or two nights before the race, and I would start to think, oh, geez, I have a scratchy sore throat. Oh, gee, I feel just a little bit run down and maybe I'm getting the flu or, or maybe I've you know, overtrained or gee, I don't feel very well oh, and I'll start to obsess on it and every little thing, a little scratchy throat, a little sniffle or a little sore tummy and I would catastrophize that into being something serious that's going to really affect my race or even have me um, DNFing at some point due to it. Um, right. So the next thing I would do is focus on a niggle. Um, and then I'd project that forward into the race. So you know how they call it taper tantrums, as, as Jay taught me. In the taper tantrums, when you're reducing your, your volume by you know maybe 30% one week out, 60% the next week before the race, and you kind of got more time and less training, you start to notice these little niggles, maybe a little plantar fasciitis or a little bit of ITB or something. If you're swimming and something in the shoulder, and, and you're just like, oh, gee, maybe I've got it. Or, you, or you're... You know, you're just doing something. Sorry, I should be using my language again. I'd just be doing something like I'd be doing the gardening or I'd be putting the bins out or I'd just be doing something normal at work and I'd feel myself twinge a little muscle and think, how am I going to race with that? And then I'd catastrophize that. Great way to to build up your anxiety. Um, Next one I do, visualize myself struggling on the course. So I'd do a visualization and I'd see my hands on my hips, my head down, walking, struggling, suffering, people going past me, um, not hitting my splits, well behind where I wanted to be, getting overtaken, 
etc., etc. So there's that visualizing myself doing something that I don't want. Um, next one, I have to definitely credit Claudine Shishpratish with this. Um, she taught me this uh, quite quite quickly. Um, overestimate your competitors. Something I've never heard before, but maybe you can relate to this. So I would, I would either look at the participants list before a race or on the start line, I'd look at people and I would overestimate their ability and default would be then underestimate my own. So I look at them, even if I look at the participants list, I just automatically start to elevate them and say things like, there's no way I can keep up with them, or they're way better than me, or they've done so many much more, so much more racing than me, or they're so much more experienced, or they're so much younger, so much stronger, so much faster. And I would overestimate what they're going to do in the race. hope this is starting to, to help you, because it's certainly starting to make me feel vulnerable. So hand in hand with that, underestimate my own capabilities. I'm very good at this. So... I would, again, look at the participants list and just minimize my capabilities, my past successes, my potential. Or on the start line, I'd look around and just completely, as they say, neg myself out by looking at everybody else and underestimating me. Um, focusing on my weaknesses. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't think I need to say much more about that, but that's something I would definitely do. Um, yeah, I can feel that vulnerability coming up. It doesn't feel good. All right, visualizing my past failures or mistakes. So this could be in the weeks leading up to it or right before the event or even in the event. I would visualize all the things that I've done wrong or I haven't, you know, where I've um, performed poorly or haven't performed to my expectation or whatever in the past and then I would start to create a narrative like, well, this could happen again, or it's happened before, it's going to happen again, or, you know, whatever the self-talk would be around that. The next one, let my mind run free and not challenge the thoughts. So when we start to do, so when I start to do pre-race anxiety, my mind just goes on autopilot in negativity mode and if I don't challenge the thoughts, it just runs away like the you know toddler running crazy with no parent around. And this is something I only recently realized um, about how you can control those running free thoughts. But to do pre-race anxiety really well, don't control the thoughts. Just let them run free. Let them go crazy and let them, um, like the barrel of drunk monkeys in your mind, take you on a journey that you don't want to be going on and don't stop them. Uh, next one, let my attention run free. So we learned in a previous podcast about the broad, narrow, the internal and the external areas of your brain can focus on, like in those attentional channels. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to that podcast. It's very helpful. So if you've got a, um, a preferred channel, so I said to you on that podcast, mine is external, narrow, and that's when I start to look at things, external narrow, so a competitor or a part of the race or a point in the race, like a kilometer point where I'm going to feel crap or a big climb on a hill or a person that's better than me. And I would just let that attention run free and not pull it up and not challenge it and not say, hey, you've done that in the past. You're not doing it again. I'm better now. Um, 
Next one, I'd have no mantra in place. So just if you're a good meditator and you have a mantra to anchor you back to the breath and to get rid of the, the monkey mind when the thoughts come, if I don't have that mantra in place and I'm running and the, and the, and the negative thoughts start to come, or before, even before the race, in the week before it, for the pre-race anxiety, with no mantra, uh, my mind will just run off into anxiety land. Uh, delete my past performances. I think I've mentioned that pretty well. Um, not knowing my preferred strategy. So this is one that's come up a, a fair bit talking to athletes in the last probably six months about that, that morning of the race or the, or the day before the race at the expo or on the start line or check-in where you're meeting the other runners. And some, if you're a highly extroverted person and you love the, the hype of the pre-race expo and the chatting and the talking about the race and how your training's gone and how this is going and blah, blah, blah. And if you're that kind of extroverted person who loves that, then do it. But if you're the introvert, and I'm highly introverted, um, if, if you hate being around people too much because they drain your energy and you go to a pre-race expo and you get talking to people, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, my training's been great or oh, blah, 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 blah. And, and then there's this hype and you're, and you're surrounded by these hyped up people and it, it might just really build your anxiety because they're talking about what they've done and how prepared they are and then you're comparing it, oh, I'm comparing it to where I am. And even the morning of the race, when you get into the race line and there's the big hype and everyone's there and, and all the rookies are excited and they're all pumped up and going to go out too hard and you, you need to control your energy in that point. So, you know, I, I've now learned to have the headphones in and the hoodie on to really just get out of that, you know, the, the, the hyped up on the, the guy on the microphone trying to hype everyone up. And so without knowing that, that's how you do pre-race anxiety. I hope that one made sense. Um, no self-belief. Let's go a little bit deeper here. I was a special for this. Um, it was almost like every race I'd turn up to, I'd treat it like I'd never done anything like that before. And this is the first time I'd ever stepped up. And <laughs> it was as if it was fresh every time. So I, I wouldn't believe in myself. I wouldn't have any strong core beliefs like, you know, I can do anything or this is going to be hard, but I'm capable and I can do hard things or I'm a warrior or I'm a beast or something like that. I would just have nothing to fall back on. So as soon as something went wrong or as soon as my anxiety started, it would just run free and I have no way to stop it like a bedrock foundation of doesn't matter what happens, I'm going to get through this or I can do this. Um, and a little bit deeper than that, um, throwing out your identity and, and what you're really capable in life. If, it, if you are just new to, the, to, to triathlon, to running or ultra running, you've got life experience that has proved to you that you can do this stuff, right? You can do hard things and you can persevere and you can get through it when it's tough and you don't give up and you do endure. But I, again, I would throw out all of that identity of, of being a, you know, a tough competitor or a strong athlete and um, and have nothing to fall back on when when the anxiety started. Let's move a little bit away from those attentional things and and towards the common the competition. Um, getting caught up in someone else's pre race nerves. Um, so you might be talking to someone 
before the race and they're telling you how hard the race is going to be or they've looked at the weather report or they've looked at how much it's going to rain or they've looked at, you know, the course changes and they talked about how, how much different, the, you know, the course is this year than last time and, or, and, and, and you start to get, you know, that kind of emotional contagion where you, where you take on other people's um, emotional states, right? So I used to do that a lot. I'd get chatting to someone and then all of a sudden I'd leave the conversation and I was petrified because they were talking about things that I hadn't even considered. I hadn't even pre-planned. So, um, yeah, that that's something how I did it really well in the past. Um, I'm just having a look through my notes to make sure I am covering everything. Definitely under-preparing. So not knowing the course not knowing your nutrition strategy, not knowing your pacing strategy, not knowing how much um, you're going to drink, the hydration strategy. <coughs> Pardon me. Not having your, if, you've got, if it's a supported race, not briefing your crew, not telling them where the checkpoints are, not having a contingency in place in case they miss a checkpoint. So not having drop bags, not having spare clothes, spare tires, spare tubes, and not being prepared for all those worst case scenarios, not knowing how to change a tire, right? Not knowing how to, um, having a spare shoelace in case you snap one of those, right? Or a spare pair of shoes in case the terrain is different. So under preparing um, is a great way to do pre-race anxiety. I'm going to go a little bit to a bit deeper now. Um, so these are the things that I realized I, I, I do, um, I want to say I have done in the past, but I, th- I think I still do them. So just so I can be completely honest to you, since <laughs> see I am burying myself. Um, making the event mean something more than it really does. Um, so I've been guilty of this. Because <laughs> you, you invest so much and you, you love it so much, you, you think that other people actually care or you, <laughs> you think it actually matters where you come or what place you come or what time you do or I mean it does if you're a pro athlete it does if you're trying to make a living off this stuff it does if um you know that this is this is your profession um but for most of us um we create this pressure on our own so okay I'm gonna own this I create this pressure on my own so there's a statement when I then I'll so when I finish this race then I'll be good enough right ouch when I get this time that means that I'm a good athlete. Or when I finally, um, you know, reach this level, then I'll be happy, right? So putting all that expectation on the outcome or on a performance goal, um, that really, it really isn't that important, but I have made it that important in the past. Whew, I feel I feel that vulnerability. <laughs> Ah, anyway, this is all about you, not me, so it's all worth it. Uh, attachment. So identifying, you're getting your ego, ide- oh, sorry, getting my ego identified um, with with the race and, and wanting to get something out of it again. So, you know, I'll be capable if I can finish this race. I'll be, I'll be a good ultra runner if I can do this. Um, and and that attachment, like, so if you look at the, in the, Buddhism non-attachment stuff it's it, it's about releasing these things from the race but 
I'm good at making, building up these huge, meaningful things that this race is going to mean for me as a person and me in my life and, you know, me as an athlete. So um, identifying all, all those things. <laughs> Next one would be letting down my family, letting down my friends, letting down my coach if I perform poorly. Uh, that's a good one. Um, sorry, I've just got a couple of things. I just want to make sure I've covered it all. Um, yeah, I guess thinking I'm not enough without the event. So that identifying that not enoughness, whatever that is for you. But, but for me, um, when I tie it to, so when I tie it to a race or if I tie it to an outcome and, and, that 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 doing something actually has anything to do with who I am in worthiness, then that's that builds my pre race anxiety. Um, I, I'm just trying to feel into that to to give you a a bit more. But um, if you think the race is going to give you something huge, like a you know this monumental stage in your life that you're going to reach once you do this thing or once I complete this then I'll be happy or then I'll be um, a complete athlete or then I'll have reached the pinnacle or then I'll be respected by my peers or or then I'll be you know blah 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 then it's a delusional thing that um that I have done in the past, um, that, that, that I think will, will give me something that really I can give to myself without doing the race. I can give to myself at any moment I choose without having to enter an event. Um, so yeah, that, that's another good way to build it. All right. So I'm kind of, I'm drowning in my, <laughs> in bearing my soul to you here, but, um, I think I think I've covered it. I think I've covered pretty much what I do or have done in the past. And I tell you what's been completely helpful and healing for me is doing this podcast over the last twelve months and and learning these strategies to deal with all the stuff that I've done. And you know, I did a race on the weekend and I actually slept the night before. I can't remember the last time I slept the night before a race. I actually controlled my thoughts in the race because I'm learning how to do this stuff now. I actually planned so well for this race and I actually gave myself that self-love before I started the race instead of wanting it at the end of the race. And I told myself whether or not I do this race, I'm good enough, you know. And and I and I sank into that. I didn't just say it, I felt it. So doing the podcast and and having your questions and talking to you guys as athletes has really helped me with the strategies to overcome all these things. But this podcast has been about basically teaching you <laughs> or showing you how to do pre-race anxiety. And I know there's lots of other ways to do it and I'm sure you've probably got some. I would love to hear how you do it. So if you've got something that I've missed please, please, please email it to me, um, athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com. 
and you know I can share it on subsequent podcasts because really I I love everybody here as a community to help each other, um, and if you can say you know this is the strategy that I do, um, you know if I don't put my left sock on before my right sock I think I'm gonna DNF or or whatever it is, um, but if you can. If that is one I haven't thought about, I don't do that. But if if you have something like that, please send it through because this is how we all learn, and I can share it. Um, so I will be doing more on this. It's something very close to my heart, and I know it's something that a lot of athletes um, deal with. And and it, um, that's why this podcast is not about the solutions. It's just about the ingredients. I hope you got something out of it. I hope there's one at least one thing I said that might spark your awareness and go oh my gosh, I actually do that and I didn't realize. And now, now that I'm aware of it, I can actually do something of it. That all, something about it. That awareness is just the key to everything. If you can be aware of how you're doing these things, then you've got a chance to, to address it with a strategy or with a tool or, or with something to, to, to combat it um, and, and not just let it, you know, override your brain and take over your body and and destroy you before a race um, that you've worked so hard for. So thanks for listening. Um, Once again, if you haven't listened to my interview with Jay, Jay gave the last two episodes, definitely go back and listen to those. Um, Please send through any feedback on this, good or bad. I love it. I'm I'm really enjoying the questions that I'm getting and and, um, the, the relationships that I'm building through each of you. So Thanks for listening to me awkwardly uh, go through my um, <laughs> my demons uh, and I hope you got something and please share the episode with anybody who you think might actually benefit from it. Thanks so much. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks for listening to the Mindset for Runners podcast. I hope you got something useful and practical out of this episode. If you have a question around the mindset of runners or athletes in general, please email me, athlete.mindset.training at gmail.com, and I'll answer your question on an upcoming podcast. And if there's anyone you know who could benefit from the information I share in these podcasts, please share it with them. See you next time.